I've always been a great believer in the dictum. Always stir your coffee uh, before you start recording a podcast. Because uh, otherwise it's going to sound ridiculous. It's going to sound... Oh, it's going to sound like... I don't know. What does this sound like at the moment? Uh, well, probably at the moment. Because because I've, pre, I've pre-announced it. It, it sounds to you like I'm stirring a coffee. Because you already have that in your mind now. But if I hadn't said anything, what would this have sounded like to you? Uh, what, what, what might you have thought it was? I don't know. Uh, what does the sound of a... The sound of a, a large Disney mug of coffee being stirred sounds like... I don't know. What does a cat being stirred sounds like? Well, it sounds like this. Murr, murr, growl, hiss. Get the fuck off me, I'm trying to sleep. Uh, well, no, a mug of coffee being stirred sounds uh, entirely different. Especially if you get a, one of those metal mugs, those metal travel mugs, and you melt it down. Uh, you melt down the metal until it's liquid metal, and then you push in a cup and you stir the liquid metal. As a mug of coffee, although that's not a mug of coffee because there's no coffee in it. Well, maybe you melted it down while there's coffee in it. Could you do that? Could you have a metal mug of coffee full of coffee and melt it down? Would the coffee have to be extra hot for you to do that? I don't know. Her extra cold. No, wait a minute. Do you melt stuff when it's hot? Or do you melt stuff when it's... No. Uh, with metal, you melt it when you get it molten hot and then it melts. Uh, with the coffee, uh, well, I suppose you just heat up the coffee with the same way as well. Uh, would the coffee melt? It wouldn't. Uh, would that be a problem? I suppose the molten the molten liquid metal would mix in with the coffee. You'd have coffee mixed with metal. Uh, then you'd have to add that to the secret Starbucks menu and say hello. Can I have a Franco Lappuccino uh, with molten metal in it, please? And they'll say, I'm sorry, sir, that's not on the menu. And you'll say, I know it isn't. Nod, nod, wink, wink. And they'll say, what's your name? So, Because I want to put it on the lid of the coffee so I can annoy you. And you'll say, my name is... Uh, my name is... Uh, my name is... Ticka, ticka, my name is... My name is... My name is... Ticka ticka slim shady. Oh, I'm Slim Shady, the real Slim Shady, all you other Slim Shadies have just been mudslinging when the real Slim Shady, please stand up, please stand up, please stand up, will the real Slim Shady, please stand up, please stand up. Please stand up. Oh, that reminds me. Speaking of musicians, we have uh, we have some uh, we have some business that needs to be attended to. Uh, some sad business uh, in the form of a dead musician uh, who's been there my entire life and uh, needs to be uh, attributed to. Uh, let's have a look at this now. <laughs> There's a star man waiting in the sky. He'd like to come and meet you, but he thinks he'd blow his mind. There's a star man waiting in the skies. He'd like to come and meet us, but we thinks he'd blow our minds. Oh, let the children boogie. Let the children boogie. Let the children boogie now. Oh, Starman, 
Starman. Oh, Starman. Under pressure. Something, something, and something, something. A place for our folks to meet. Time is right, and something, something, and dancing in the street with Jai- Mick Jagger. Ah, uh, something, 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 something. Across the something, something. at me now look at me now ain't it just like me I'm dead anyway hello and welcome to the show into your head now uh I know what you're thinking there. You're thinking, oh, David Bowie, I remember that name. I remember that name uh, when it was allocated to it was allocated to the, the rock star of the same name. Uh, recently, recently deceased. Right? In fact, he's deceased right now. He remains deceased and is likely to remain deceased until the end of time. He's never coming back. Uh, he's never coming back. He's never coming back. I thought he was a goner, but he's never coming back. The cat came back the very next day. Oh no, unlike a missing cat, David Bowie is unlikely, most unlikely to ever come back. He's not going to come back, but that's not something to be sad about. It's perfectly normal. Live the perfectly normal life. Uh, which ends in death. We're all going to die, you know. Every single one of us, uh, including Jesus, he's going to die. In fact, he already has. Uh, if Jesus dies, I tell you me, damn sure to Christ as hell that everyone else is going to die as well, unless there's been some change, uh, some change in the setup that I'm not aware of. Uh, anyway, uh, all this is a, uh, all this is as leading to the to the next segment about David Bowie, uh, which I've just listened back to and found that the first minute is unusual due to poor sound quality uh, so I'll replace that first minute with this and then I'll have a oh I'll have a a strange jump uh, from the end of this sentence to be the beginning of whatever the first sentence that is clear enough to hear on the on the on the usable portion is so here goes hopes you were close enough to see it anyway and of course there's going to be no thought given to the fact that there's probably some civilization somewhere else who has already named uh, that star or constellation and has their own name for it the whole point of a fucking naming something as as everyone knows what they are going to turn up when we finally make contact with these aliens we're going to say oh uh, we're from the planet earth Uh, just go past the Bowie constellation and turn left for a couple of million light years and we're there and they'll say where the hell is that where the hell is that give us a landmark we've heard of and you'll say uh, oh the Bowie star do you not know the Bowie star it's the one over there and they'll say uh, oh you mean the the one that's named after a uh, one that's named after flea flam the uh, the people the people saint of uh, the people saint of some sort of alien dog 
dog or something, I don't know, or however they've named it after. And we'll say, no, we do not. We mean the boy star. And they'll say, I think we might be on cross purposes here. I think we both named the same star, uh, different names. And we'll say, oh, well, usually what we do here is the first person to put a flag on it gets naming rights. And they'll say, well, we haven't stuck a flag in it yet because it's a star. It's a burning mass of gases. So you can't just go down there with a flag. And we'll say, and now did you mention it? Neither have we. Neither of us have. So I suppose it shouldn't have a name at all yet. Uh, but if it doesn't have a name, then how the hell are we ever going to travel to it? Can you imagine if we hadn't given the moon a name uh, before we travel to it? We'd, we'd have gone to the... Oh, Nasser would have gone down to the budgetary commission of the government and said, Oh, you want money to travel to this place? And they'll say, What's the place called? And they'll say, We don't know till we get there. And they'll say, No, thanks. We're not funding this. You're not going to the thing, uh, wherever it's called, the moon, uh, as it's called now. Uh, no, no, that wouldn't happen. It wouldn't happen. And they'd be damn right for it not to happen as well. That would be in a reasonable, that would be a reasonable fork in the road for uh, humanity to take if there was a uh, going to the moon thing happening a fork in the road and then going to the moon thing not happening fork in the road of the time space continuum and we took the road of not going to the moon uh, because it hadn't been given the name I think that would have been a reasonable course to take so it would anyway two helicopters walk into a bar one of the helicopters goes straight up to the bar counter and says, Hello, can I have a pint of your finest aviation fuel, please? And the man behind the bar says, Oh, what would that be now? Is that some new young people's drink? Is that some new young people's drink that's made with, uh, let's see, is it made with fizzy cranberry juice mixed with, oh, mixed with vodka, perhaps, uh, in some combination that's laden down with sugar to make it palatable? Is that what it is and the helicopter says it is not it is not aviation fuel is the stuff oh it's the stuff that makes engines run uh, quite literally although does a helicopter have an engine i suppose it's more of a motor than an engine although now that i think about it what's the difference between a motor and an engine uh, usually when you're talking about motors you're talking about things like lawnmowers and onboard motors on a little boat uh, but not a car you wouldn't call a car thing an engine so you would you call the thing on the helicopter an engine, even though it's presumably quite big, uh, if it's going to get something up off the ground, uh, it must be quite big, so surely you'd call that an engine, but no, I've never heard anyone refer to a helicopter engine, although now that I think about it, have I ever heard anyone refer to a helicopter motor? I don't know, but it sounds right, although now that I think about it as well, uh, aeroplanes have engines, so why wouldn't a, a, a helicopter have one? I don't know, and uh, maybe a helicopter has a small motor uh, because the blades do a lot of the work because I suppose you could argue that uh, although you'd be on you'd be on quite uh, you'd be on quite fragile ground uh, less than solid ground with that argument because uh, for one thing you wouldn't be on the ground oh, oh, oh you'd be up in the sky assuming your little motor worked I suppose uh, you get your that's a song isn't it get your motor running something 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 on the sideways something 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 
born to be wild. I don't have my harmonica with me because I'm downstairs for this particular segment. Uh, but you get the general idea. You get the general thrust of the idea, don't you? You probably do anyway. Uh, why would? Uh, why wouldn't you? It's not that comp. It's not. It's not a freaking. It's not one of Stephen Hawkins's theorems. It's not that difficult to get a grasp on. So you, I'm sure you do get the idea. You get the general idea. Uh, anyway, on with the show. I'm well aware that this is the first episode of this podcast that's come out in quite some time. I'm only, I'm only too well aware of that. I'm abundantly aware of that. There's no need to, oh, there's no need to remind me. There's no need to remind me. I believe it's been about two months. Uh, I don't seem to be in the mood for this sort of thing as much as I used to. Uh, but don't panic. A uh, podcast is never going to go away. It's just not going to, oh, it's just not going to come out for long periods of time. Uh, such as, for example, two months uh, but there'll still always be something here at some point uh, no matter how long I go away for I'll always come back at some point and I'll say this and then it'll be all fine it'll be all fine uh, you'll say oh he hasn't pod faded uh, well he kind of has a bit uh, but he still comes back uh, he still comes back uh, the cat came back the very next day the cat came back Something, something, something. They thought it was a goner, but the cat came back. And that's exactly what happens with this podcast. It's been going on. Oh, it's been going on since 2006 now. It's not going to just disappear off the face of the earth. And if you thought it was going to, then you're stupid. You're as stupid as be damned. Uh, you're just as stupid as the hair on the back of my head uh, that I shave every couple of weeks now. So it's never there. And it's never there. That's the way you are. You're not all there. Uh, hence the stupid analogy. You're listening to Into Your Head, hosted by Neil, Ireland's version of the Octomom. Except he's a dude. And has cats. Two cats walk into a bar. One of the cats goes straight up to the bar counter and says, Hello, can I have a pint of your finest Guinness, please? And the man behind the bar says, uh, Will this do? Uh, it's not exactly... Uh, this isn't the sore... This, this isn't the, exactly the traditional is Pepsi okay question. Uh, but will this do? Instead of the two pints of Guinness you asked for. Uh, the cat says that it rather depends on what this is. I'm always open to new culinary uh, culinary experiences. Uh, does, oh, wait a minute, though. Does a beverage count as a culinary experience? I suppose it does if you cook it. Do you cook beverages? You probably don't unless it's a milkshake perhaps uh, or some sort of fancy tea dessert you've made uh, but no uh, anyway what's the new thing that you're saying will this do instead of and the man behind the bar says this what i'm holding here uh, it's a glass of fanta orange uh, now before you answer me I uh, have to be clear, have to be open and honest and say uh, it's not the normal Fanta orange that you get in the convenience store here. Uh, it's the type you get in a stupid foreign discount store uh, that seems to be selling weird foreign Fanta. Uh, I don't know if you foreigners realise. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you foreigners realise that uh, Fanta orange uh, differs widely from country to country and sometimes they'll come across a discount store that has stupid imported Fanta and it tastes disgusting. Uh, it's different in colour. It's less orange, it's more yellowy orange than or orangey orange. Uh, I suppose you could say the good one is more orangey yellow than yellowy yellow. 
Uh, but no, I wouldn't say that because it's to drink orange. It's reasonable to use orange as the uh, as the starting point rather than using yellow as the starting point when making comparisons uh, as the benchmark. And the man behind anyway, the man behind the bar says, uh, "No, it's a foreign Fanta. Will that do instead of Guinness?" And the cat says, "I'm not sure. I'm not sure what uh, kind of uh, born yesterday cats you think we are, uh, but we're not going to take." Uh, we're not going to take a load of a load of foreign Fanta orange, fizzy orange, uh, in place of a couple of pints of creamy, uh, creamy Guinness that we've been looking forward to all week. It's the end of a hard week of being cats, and we come in here for a pint of your finest Guinness, and you try and fob us off with this crap. Uh, no thank you, no thank you, no thank you, uh, no thank you, uh, no thank you. If I wasn't a, oh, if I wasn't a cat with humanoid characteristics, I'd eat the head off, you know. That's what I do. Uh, but no, I'm not. I'm a cat trying to get on in the humanoid world. Uh, so I'll just say, no thank you, in a rather sarcastic tone. And the man behind the bar says, fair enough, fair enough. I uh, thought you said you were open to new experiences, but that's fine. Uh, maybe you don't know yourself as well as you thought you did. Uh, which I suppose in itself means uh, just by being yourself, that's a new experience to you because you're still getting to know yourself. Uh, which would tell me that you are into new experiences. Uh, so, so what do you say? A glass of foreign Fanta instead of a Guinness. And the cat says, such a stupid fucking face. And the man behind the bar says, fair enough, fair enough. I'll, so I'll shut my stupid fucking face, uh, but I'll also tell you to leave my establishment. Get out of my pub right now. Uh, I'll, be, I'll be down, or I'll have the dog warden down on you like a ton of bricks. And the cat says, wait a minute, why would you have the dog warden after me? And the man behind the bar says, because there isn't a cat warden in this uh, in this." Uh, jurisdiction as far as i'm aware anyway we don't traditionally have cat wardens uh, we have animal welfare staff but there isn't a there isn't a position in local government known as a cat warden uh, but there is one for dog warden so i'll call the dog warden he'll probably laugh in my face he'll say oh that's an odd looking couple of cats you got there uh, they've got pointy ears and they seem to have whiskers and I'll say, uh, that's because they're not cats, uh, but you should open your mind to new experiences, and the dog warden will agree with me then. And the cat says, are you trying to get me to drink Fanta on the basis of, on the basis that even the dog warden would agree that having a new experience is a good thing? And the man behind the bar says, I am indeed, I am indeed, yes. And the cat says, well, it's worked. Give us a go on that Fanta, and I'll tell you what I think of it. Uh, oh, the glass is empty. I'll just try some out of the bottle. You don't mind me drinking out of the bottle, do you? Even though I'm a cat. And the man behind the bar says, uh, I suppose not, since it's an indiv individual serving size bottle. Uh, it's not like you'll be passing it round. And the cat says, fair enough. Let's have a sup of this. Hmm. Uh, oh Christ, that's disgusting. Uh, but I suppose the cat in my story might like it. Let's say the cat likes it. Uh, the cat likes it. And that's the end of that. Anyway, on with the show. Now, uh, 
I think we got distracted there uh, through the last several segments. Uh, we were supposed to be determining what the sound of a mug of coffee being stirred would sound to somebody uh, who hadn't already been told in advance that a mug of coffee was being stirred and thereby had a, a whole world of possibilities for what it could be in their minds because they hadn't been limited. Uh, they hadn't been brainwashed with the idea that there's probably a mug of coffee being stirred because uh, that's what happens. That's what happens in these schools. Uh, they go, the children turn up uh, with empty minds, fresh-faced and ready to learn about the universe and the first thing they do is tell you, oh, uh, two and two equals four and there's a right and wrong answer to all of these things and straight away they're limited. And I, if I tell you, oh, I'm stirring my coffee here, uh, by the way, what do you think this sound is? Uh, then I've limited your possibilities. I've stolen, I've stolen the right to imagine from you. I'm basically a, a thief of the imagination. Imaginary, not an imaginary thief, that's a different thing. An imaginary thief is fine, because it's not a it's not a real thief. It doesn't do any damage in the real world. But a thief of the imagination steals from your imagination and takes from you. Uh, it's the same as reaching into your, oh, reaching into your pocket and taking out your eye telephone. Uh, where's my eye telephone here? I have my old broken eye telephone here somewhere. Or did I throw it away? I don't know. I don't know. I don't care. I have a new phone. I'm no longer an iTelephone user. Uh, I'm a Samsung Galaxy S6 user. It's absolutely fucking fantastic. Uh, my new phone is four times the size of my old one. Uh, I can even fit a podcast on there without streaming it. It's absolutely fucking fantastic. Uh, fuck you, Apple. Uh, you've been great to me for the last 12 years or whatever it is. Uh, but I'm done with you now. I'm done with you now. I'm dropping you like an old dog uh, that's been... Oh, an old dog that's been uh, walked into the ground and I've seen a puppy and they're going to get the puppy now. So I'm done with Apple. Up yours, Apple. Although my wife still has an iPhone and I have an iPad, of course. Just my iPad, I suppose. Uh, so I haven't completely left the world of Apple. Uh, no. Anyway, uh, on with the end of the show. Mm-hmm.